chapter 3 of the book of Ephesians. In this chapter, Paul reveals a mystery, a mystery that's been hidden from the beginning of time until now. And he said, really, for this cause, I, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. A prisoner of Jesus Christ. He's bound by his commitment to him to do what he tells him to do, where he says do it, and when. He said, have you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you? A dispensation, that's a word that's hardly used anymore, but it's, it's a period of time in which God deals with man in different ways. There are seven of them, and I'm going to start teaching those when I finish this book. First, man was created innocent, and then he developed a conscience. And then God gave him government. And then he made promises through Abraham. And then he gave the law through Moses. And then grace came through Jesus Christ. All of those still exist, but... There were periods of time in which that's how he dealt with man. And now he said, you Gentiles have not heard of this dispensation. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. You see, God has revealed to Paul a mystery that has been hidden since the beginning of time. And he said, when you read, I want you to understand my knowledge in this mystery. When you read this letter, and remember this is a letter written to the church at Ephesus. Remember how it's described in Revelation? Hardworking, dedicated to the truth, but lost their first love. And God says, you go back to where you lost it, or I'll come and take your light away. And I just want to remind you that in this dispensation, this period of time, God has given to us Gentiles the truth. I think we sometimes forget that it first came to the Jew, not to the Gentiles. Jesus was Jewish, and he came to the Jewish race of people, the descendants of Jacob who changed his name to Israel. That's what the, who the country was named for. Jacob, because he changed his name and he had 12 sons. And that's where the Jewish nation came from. And God came to them and they rejected it. They were looking for a king and he came as a servant. And he said, I want you to understand in other ages, this was not made known unto the sons of men, but it's now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And here's the reason, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. The promises were made to Abraham. The law was given to Moses. And now it is all available to us 
He said, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Paul is saying, I'm having to do with it. I always love the fact that in Romans chapter 7, Paul had been a believer for about 15 years. And he says in that chapter, the things I want to do, I don't. The things I do, I don't want to. Have you ever felt that way? Oh, I have. I keep messing up knowing better. And he said, oh, wretched man that I am. I love it. He said, who will deliver me from this body of death? You know what my favorite word in that section is? The word who. It's not what can I do to be delivered. It's who will deliver me. And when Paul came to the point that he saw himself as a miserable man without power, his life changed dramatically. And I believe we have to come to that point because we really do think more highly of ourselves than we should. We think I can do this and I don't need that and I'll study my Bible and I'll pray and I'll be okay. I just think we have to come to the point where we see, as Paul saw, I'm pretty sorry and I need help. But the help I need, and I have to repeat this over and over and over, is for him to take control of me and then I will become a prisoner by the Holy Spirit. Go where he leads me, do what he says, and submit myself to him. And then he describes himself. You see what he says in verse 8? He said, unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. What a privilege. Remember, Paul was a murderer. He killed the Christians. He cut off their heads because he said they were blaspheming God when they said Jesus was God. I guess he does feel like he's the least of all of them. He was the least of all. And he said, my role is to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. The mystery is that now he's come to the Gentiles and now it's available to all the world. Jew first and then Gentile, which from the beginning has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. And you know, I'm going to start a series on the history of the Bible. As soon as I finish this, and we're going to start with creation. We're going to study the history of God. What he did, when he did it, why he did it, how he did it, and how can I benefit from it. And so he starts here where we should start with creation. And then to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Many, many years ago, I was told a shocking thing, that the angels learn of God by watching me. That is a shock. I, I think that's what this verse is saying, 
that now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places, they might know by the church, that's those of us in Christ Jesus, the manifold wisdom of God. What do you think angels would learn about God from observing you? I have to ask myself that question every day. I have a friend that called me just this morning and told me of a miracle that God performed in her life. And I'm not free to share the details, but she had a problem that she just couldn't resolve. She didn't know what to do about it. And when she faced the problem, God had already resolved it. And she has spent weeks agonizing over what to do about this problem. It was a personal family relationship problem. And she didn't want to approach it, but it needed to be resolved. What a miracle. The angels that are watching my friend saw the wisdom of God. You see, if we just commit things into his hand, he is so able and capable of working them out. And the angels see the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What was the purpose of Jesus Christ being born? It was to come and meet the requirements God makes for man to have eternal life. The wages of sin is death. Wages is the price you get for what you do. Death is separation from. It's not the end of life. I always thought it was, but it's not. It's the beginning of a new life. A life either spent with God or a life spent for eternity without him. Men perish without forgiveness of sins. They go into the pit of hell. I just can hardly bear to think about it, but it's true. And we have one chance, and that one chance is while we breathe the air on this earth. And when we stop breathing, no longer do we have a chance. And that's one reason that I sit down and do these podcasts as often as I can because I want to tell as many people as I possibly can what you need to do to spend eternity in the presence of God. I can't imagine seeing God, but we're told in the book of Revelation that God will dwell among his people. God will dwell among us. And then he said, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. We have access to God. And I hope my son was able to patch up my last podcast because I got a phone call and it cut off the ending and I redid a two-minute podcast because I was talking about the fact that we have access to God through prayer. Uh, as I said, I, I would like to call Donald Trump and tell him I pray for him and I appreciate the good he's done and I'm sorry for all the trouble he got in when he ran for president. The 
way people have treated him because of hate. But he wouldn't answer the phone. And I wouldn't even be able to get on a list for him to call me back. But I has no list to God. It just tells me in Psalms and in Isaiah that I have to get rid of my selfishness. I have to confess my iniquity and then God hears my prayer. And if I don't, it says there he doesn't hear me. So I, I have access with confidence by the faith of him. Then he said, wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Hey, don't get upset about what's happening to me. Where was he? In prison, in a Roman prison in a hole in the ground, cold and damp and dark. And he writes, hey, don't get upset about it. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that I bow my knees so that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Paul said, I want you to be strong on the inside. I don't want you to flounder and, and have doubts and fears. Be strong in your heart. And I think that in the time in which we live, this world is terrible. It's getting worse. It's filled with hate and lies. I don't watch the news anymore because I don't know what to believe. And I don't want to be confused. I just don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know if I'm told what happened really happened. But the Bible is true. And I find my strength in studying it and in sharing it with you that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. What is faith? Believing what you don't see. I just loved in the song, It Is Well With My Soul. There's a phrase that says your faith will become sight. I had a friend that died this past week from COVID. She'd been in a Bible class I taught for many, many months. And I thought of that little phrase, her faith became sight on Saturday night. She literally saw that what we've been studying in this book is true. And that by faith we may be rooted and grounded in love, not hate. Hate is always destructive always destructive and it's hate that's destroying the United States of America. We may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height of the love of God and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Love is the key and love is the answer. And you have to have a clean heart for God to cause your love to increase. And then he closes. Listen to this. 
Now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I think of my friend that called me this morning. What God did for her was incredible. She didn't know he was doing it. She approached a problem that God had already solved. And we finished chapter 3. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen and amen. So be it. Thank you for listening, and God bless you richly.